Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of February. India registered 27,409 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, which pushes the overall infection count to over 426,000. The number of new cases was 24.45% lower than yesterday's count of 34,113 cases. Daily COVID-19 cases have remained below 1 lakh for 9 consecutive days, according to Indian Express. The daily and weekly positivity rates stand at 2.3% and 3.63% respectively. 347 deaths were recorded in the same time period, taking the country's total death toll to over 5 lakh. As COVID-19 cases and the positivity rate declined steadily across New Delhi, the service department of the Delhi government has withdrawn the cancellation of leave order issued on January 5th. On January 5th, the Delhi government had cancelled all granted leaves for all the officers, officials and staff deployed in its departments and schools. The order was issued to manage the COVID situation in the city. While daily cases have been reducing for the last week, noted virologist Dr. T. Jacob John told PTI that unless India sees four weeks of low and stable numbers of COVID-19 cases with only minor fluctuations, the disease cannot be considered to be entering the endemic stage. He said, and I quote, When case numbers in a community are plotted on graphs, the pattern of rise, peak and fall represent epidemic or outbreak and case numbers as a horizontal steady state are called endemic. When an epidemic pattern repeats, we call each a wave. So unless we see four weeks of low and stable numbers with only minor fluctuations, we cannot call the valley as endemic just as yet. End quote. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 413 million people and caused more than 5.8 million deaths. Today, Congress leader and former law minister Ashwini Kumar resigned from the party, scroll.in reported. In his letter which was posted on Twitter, he wrote that in the present circumstances and consistent with his dignity, he believed he could best subserve the larger national causes outside the party fold. He said and I quote I am accordingly quitting the party after a long association of 46 years and hope to proactively pursue public causes inspired by the idea of transformative leadership based on the dignitarian promise of a liberal democracy envisioned by our freedom fighters while paying my respectful regards I thank you for the consideration extended to me in the past and wish you good health in the years ahead end quote In an interview with the Indian Express soon after his resignation, Kumar said that the continuous decline of the Congress in terms of vote percentage and public support reflects that the party was out of sync with the way the country thinks. He added that the internal processes of the Congress diminish individual leaders. Kumar's resignation comes in the midst of assembly polls in 5 states, including his home state Punjab, which goes to poll on February 20th. Speaking of elections, our reporters have been consistently bringing you stories from the poll-bound states. News Laundry is not owned by the government or corporations. We are an independent news organization that depends on you listeners for your support. With this freedom, we are able to bring you ground reports, podcasts, interviews, video reports and much more without any ulterior motives. 
you can trust us to bring you news that is focused on facts and the ground realities. Our ongoing election coverage is a true testament to the kind of reportage we prioritize. We are focused on the people, the voters, and the issues that plague them. You can check out our election stories under the tag Assembly Elections 2022 on our website newslaundry.com. While you're there, you can also contribute to the NLCNA project and fund our reportage. It is with your support that we can continue to bring you the stories that matter. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Pay to keep news free. NDTV reported today that a special Central Bureau of Investigation court in Ranchi, Jharkhand, convicted Rashtra Janta Dal chief Lalu Prasad Yadav in the 139.35 crore rupee Toranda Treasury case in the Forda scam. Exposed in 1996 when Yadav was the chief minister, the alleged Forder scam involved the embezzlement of around 1,000 crore rupees from the state exchequer for the purchase of fictitious medicines and fodder for cattle. This is the fifth case of the Forder scam. Indian Express reported that Lalu Prasad has already been convicted in the previous four cases and is currently out on bail, mainly because he has served half his sentence. There is one more case pending before CBI Patna pertaining to the illegal withdrawal of money from the Banka Bhagalpur Treasury. The previous cases include fraudulent withdrawal of Rs 37.7 crores and Rs 33.13 crores from the Chai Basa Treasury, Rs 89.27 crores from the Diogar Treasury and Rs 3.76 crores from the Dumka Treasury. Times of India reported that the court will announce the quantum of punishment on February 18th. Apart from Yadav, the court also convicted 74 accused persons in the case, while 24 of the accused were acquitted, Indian Express reported. Yadav had been in jail since December 2017, after being convicted in the other cases. He was granted bail in the Dumka Treasury case on April 17, 2021, and he got bail in the other two cases in 2019 and 2020. Today, India issued an advisory to its citizens in Ukraine, particularly students whose stay is not mandatory, to temporarily leave the country, Scroll.in reported. The notice comes at a time of escalating tensions at the Ukraine-Russia border. The Embassy of India in Ukraine's capital, Kiev, said in a statement, and I quote, Indian nationals are also advised to avoid all non-essential travel to and within Ukraine. Indian nationals are requested to keep the embassy informed about the status of their presence in Ukraine to enable the embassy to reach them where required, end quote. The statement also said that the embassy would continue to function normally to provide all services to Indian nationals in Ukraine. While Russia has consistently denied all allegations that say it would invade Ukraine, since early this year it has amassed close to 1.3 lakh troops at the Ukrainian border. The two countries have been engaged in conflict since 2014, when Russia annexed Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula and backed separatist rebellions in the country's eastern regions. As of today, the Russian military said that some of its troops are expected to return to bases as a number of drills have finished. However, Moscow wants the West to guarantee that NATO won't allow Ukraine and other former Soviet countries to join as members, and that the alliance will halt weapons deployments to Ukraine and roll back its forces from Eastern Europe. These demands have been flatly rejected by the West. 
Indian Express reported that the US and its NATO allies have repeatedly warned that Russia will pay a high price for any invasion, but they have sometimes struggled to present a united front. Today, the Karnataka unit of the Bharatiya Janata Party published on Twitter the details of some of the girls who have moved the High Court for permission to wear hijabs in educational institutions. The details include the full name, age, parents' names and home address of the girls. Four of the five girls are minors, while one of them is 18 years old. The tweet is still on the social media site at the time of recording this podcast and has amassed 557 quote tweets so far. The tweet read, and I quote, Five of the students involved in Hijab Rao are minors. Don't Congress leaders Sonia, Rahul and Priyanka have any guilt for using minor girls to stay relevant in politics? How low will they stoop to win elections? Is this what Larki Hu Lar Sakti Hu means Priyanka Gandhi? End quote. Scroll reported that sharing of a minor's identity or details is banned under Section 74 of the Juvenile Justice Act 2015, Section 23 of the Protection of Children from Sexual Offences or POCSO Act 2012, and Section 288A of the Indian Penal Code. This is not the first time that the contact details of the students have been shared on social media. On February 11th, the phone numbers of the six Muslim students who have been protesting for their right to wear hijabs in their college in Karnataka's Udupi district were shared, following which the parents of the students filed a police complaint. The students of Karnataka's government women's pre-university college have been agitating since last month after they were disallowed from attending classes for being dressed in hijab, and similar protests have taken place across the state. On February 5th, the Karnataka government had passed an order banning clothes that disturb equality, integrity and public order. Following this, the Karnataka High Court passed an interim order on February 10th, barring saffron scarves or hijabs in schools and colleges until further orders. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is not taking the anti-vaccine mandate protests lightly and has invoked the Emergencies Act to quell them, BBC reported. He further clarified that the scope of the measures would be time-limited, reasonable and proportionate and citizens would not see the military deployed. Under the Act, banks will be able to freeze personal accounts of anyone linked with the protests as a court order is not needed. At present, hundreds of demonstrators remain in Canada's capital city, Ottawa. On Sunday, law enforcement cleared anti-mandate protesters at the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor, which is a critical pathway for Canada-US trade after a week-long stalemate. What began as a rally against a new rule that all truckers must be vaccinated to cross the US-Canada border or quarantine upon return has grown into a broader challenge to all COVID health restrictions. Addressing a news conference yesterday, Trudeau said, and I quote, This is about keeping Canadians safe and protecting people's jobs. End quote. He added that the police would be given more tools to imprison or fine protesters and protect critical infrastructure. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.